Amen. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. Uh, Jerry and your team and everybody that was here worked so hard. Um, last night after the women's tea, by the way, ladies, you had a great time, didn't you? Yeah. And I'm getting phone calls from all around the country. Man, I saw those pictures on Facebook. So, um, yeah, I know you had a great time. My wife came home just exuberant about just being with you and just seeing the blessing of the Lord over you. I also want to remind you and to thank you for being family. Um, This past couple weeks, I have recognized again, Valley Community Church, that you are amazing and you really understand what it means to be a real family. And Sylvia Lozano is here. Uh, Sylvia, we love you, um, your children, your whole family. Um, this church loves you. And this Wednesday, I have the privilege of being a part and giving a message for one of my um, faith heroes, uh, Ben Lozano. And the memorial service will begin at 10 o'clock. There'll be a gravesite at 12. And then at 1 o'clock, we'll have a reception over here. And so many of you have um, responded. And there's going to be more than enough food. The place next door, Learning Center, will be packed with people. Uh, Maybe even standing room only for the reception. But the reality is, is you have come through even before Wednesday. And as your pastor, um, as a shepherd, um, I sit back and I just watch you. So I'm bragging on you, uh, but it's a spiritual brag, okay? So grab a hold of that. It's because you're anointed of the Holy Spirit and you know your giftings. You you may not get up here and teach uh, Scripture but you teach Scripture by the things that you do. By ladies setting your your place settings on a table and putting love into that and taking uh, napkins. I learned how to take a napkin and make it a Christmas tree last night. (laughs) Joanne, my wife came home and shared that with me. So, Um, But I, I also want to say to you is that God is doing something very unique to the point that yesterday I drove 100 miles to be anointed with oil by a man that I trust. Because I know what God's doing right now, and it began last Sunday. And so what I want to do today, I, I, I really don't have any points, but my message is not pointless, okay? And you need to understand that. I, I really don't have any points, and the PowerPoint folks said, hey, do you have any points? I said, no, not really. But um, I, I want to just give you a story and wrap it around of the Holy Spirit that will give you revelation of who you really are. And no matter where you're at in life, no matter the emotional struggle, the physical struggle, the, the different things that you face, the great joys that you're in, um, we're all in this together. And there's a truth there, and we're going to learn the truth, which in basis, it's going to have a couple points, but 
but I just didn't want to just make it a point. I, I don't know if I'm even making sense there. So I'll, I'll probably just stop with that and I'll begin. Um, go ahead and, and turn your Bibles. That's what scripture. Well, let's go ahead and start with Matthew 16. And I, I pray this Christmas season you are walking in freedom because we've been talking about I am free in this series. Breakthrough is manifesting in your life and in mine, and I've recognized a greater anointing in my life, and that's not something that I'm saying, look at me, the greater things are happening. It's just I recognize what God is doing in all of us. My desire, and it's God's desire too, that you stay focused on your, what you see on the platform here, your salvation, spirit baptism, healing, deliverance, and especially emotional healing. And remember the prophetic word last week is that day is today, last week. And this whole week I understood what God was doing in me. And um, I was really in a good season. I really am. I, I've been in a real good season for a long time. Not that I didn't have tribulation, not that situations didn't arise as a, as a boss or anything like that. But the reality is I'm in a really good season. But I also recognize that I'm in a family of God. And the family of God, Valley Community, and those that are watching online and many churches that are watching us on Sunday evening online, we welcome you. But I, I, I want you to, to know is today I, I want to talk about two different groups of people, and all of us have been in both groups or are in one of both groups. The first is those that you really feel close to the Lord right now. Many of you are just really feeling like you're in a good place. You're hearing the Lord, what God is saying, and it's so clear to you. Like, you know, some of the interns, God really spoke to them and it's really clear to them. If I was to ask you how you are doing with your walk with God, you would say, I'm really having breakthrough, Pastor. I'm really recognizing the voice of the Holy Spirit, and it really feels good. As a matter of fact, there's more intimacy with God than I've ever had before. That's one of the groups. By the way, God has designed for all of us to walk in that. Here's the second group. There's another group of people you may feel today completely opposite of what I just described. You feel trapped, you feel abandoned, you feel suffocated, or even as we're going to talk about today, you feel like you're in prison. Seems like family is not where it should be, and you're hurting. And there's no counsel or, or anything right now that really helps. You love God, you, you, you pray, you, you're doing the right things, but it just, you're hurting. Maybe you have a prodigal child and that some things have come up and it's just really devastated you. Maybe you've heard a bad report of your health 
it seems like for this group, there are storm clouds have kind of gathered around your life. And wherever you go, it just seems like it's just not working. And you're fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting and it just seems like you're not getting anywhere. But you know what's fascinating in the Bible? And this is what I'm going to try to do today with no points. The people in the Bible, we see the most famous people in the Bible, men and women, without exception, God doesn't hide their humanity. They also have been in both groups. We read about their highs and we read about their lows. King David, he slays Goliath, hero of the nation. Fast forward, he's an adulterous murderer. King David, God called him a man after his own heart. Can you imagine that? A man after his own heart. How could he do what he did? Because he had a relationship with God, none like most people in the world of that day. To being someone who had to be confronted by a prophet because of the affair. He thought he got away with it. But he thought he was still spiritual and doing everything right. The deception of this world and the deception that happens in our soul. Heroes of our faith found themselves in both places, again that I've described, close to God and distant from God. Anybody been in both places? Yeah. Okay, let's let's go on. Now, Peter's story is crazy. His life was up and down. Mountaintop experiences to the very lowest of low of valleys to the point of the shadow of death. But Peter was the only one that walked on the water other than Jesus. How does that work? I thought you're supposed to be spiritual every second of your life. And because of that, then God will grant you to walk on water. Peter was up and down, up and down. But God was there. And we're going to find out why. Peter was bold. Matthew 16, we find Peter at his absolute best. Jesus is talking about following him. The crowd uh, wanted miracle signs and wonders. Isn't it like that today? You know, they want to find some place where they get the miracle signs and wonders. The crowd basically said to Jesus, we don't want to be discipled. We want you to entertain us and to do everything that we need or wish. And Jesus says, no, if you're going to follow me, you must take up your cross. Remember that story? Following Jesus is about serving and sacrificing for him. See, in today's day, people even try to dismantle the word sacrifice for the Lord. So the people began to get disgruntled. Jesus turns to his disciples. It's a a famous scripture. And he turns to the disciples, but Jesus had a broken heart. 
because the people didn't want the relationship that Jesus wanted to have with them, that Jesus wanted to disciple them. They just wanted the miracles, the power, and the fame of being this famous believer. He turns to his disciples with a broken heart because the people wouldn't respond to him at that time, at that moment. And in Matthew 16, verse 15, it says this. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? (laughs) Here's Peter. Man, that guy, I don't love to hang around with that guy. You know? I mean, I just, I know he did stupid stuff. But you know what? I've done stupid stuff too. Don't look at me that way. You have too. Peter boldly stands up and says this. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now everybody knew when he said that, that's a messianic messianic scripture. Bottom line, for 3,000 years, the people of God were longing for the Messiah. They were in bondage of the Romans, complete darkness and overwhelmed by them. And Peter is one by, listen very closely, by the power of the Holy Spirit to understand he is standing in the presence of the Messiah. His name is Jesus the Christ. This is a high point in Peter's life. He's in that group. Things are going good. Everybody's looking at me and it's like, whoa, that man's spiritual. He had ears to hear, eyes to see, and a mind to understand and a heart to really believe and walk in faith at that moment. Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus responds, and I want you to look closely. This is, there's no points, but this is kind of a point that I want you to grasp hold of. So listen with a fresh set of ears on this scripture, even though you've read it for a long time. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, Peter, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Peter, you didn't believe what you just said because some pastor taught it on a sermon on Sunday. You didn't believe what you just said because you read a book and in one chapter it said something that you you underlined and you highlighted and you just repeated Peter received this revelation from the Holy Spirit, and Peter was paying attention, and Jesus was saying, Peter, I'm proud of you. He's in that category. Peter was listening with the spiritual ears for a spiritual word. Now, verse 18, and he says, and I also say to you that you, Peter, and on this rock, on people like you, on people who will believe like you, I will build my church. The confession, the belief, the revelation of the word that was given to Peter of Jesus as the Messiah. It was the word of God. It is the rock. It's what you stand on. And then Jesus prophesies, and he says this, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The belief, the revelation of God's word 
of who Jesus the Christ is. Now let me paraphrase that. The gates of hell will not overcome what I am going to do through you. I'll say it again. The gates of hell will not overcome what I am going to do through you. We just prayed and released some people. The gates of hell will not overcome what God has planned for them to do in their life. And the greatest battle they will have is them believing that themselves. And the greatest battle you will have in your life, whatever category you're in right now, today, is you believing that Jesus is a Christ. Verse 19 is a bigger revelation. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's saying two things, Peter, and I'm going to give this to you in a moment. Two things, Peter, now that things are going good for you, I'm proud of you, and things with you and me are good, right now, when things are going great, you must understand not every day is going to feel like today, Peter. And if you're in that category where you feel like you're just flying high with God, And I'm just going to tell you, not every day of the rest of your life you're going to feel that way or experience that 24-7. But I want you to understand, there's a revelation, Peter, that you said that you believe because only God, the Holy Spirit, can reveal it to you, is going to carry you through those days that you feel like your death warmed over. You feel like you can't handle anymore. Peter, in the future, when you find yourself in a very bad place, when darkness seems to be overwhelming you, Peter, I want you to remember two things. Here they are, okay? If there's any points, here's two points. First one, the gates of hell will not overcome you. It is a bottom line revelation truth that the only way that that does not come to pass is that you don't believe it. That's the depth of the revelation that Peter got. Even though we're going to talk about it, even after this revelation, Peter did some stupid things. Here's a second. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Not only if you have the revelation that there's no authority that hell has to stop the call of God and the anointing and the things that God has for you, nothing can do that unless you don't believe it and walk in this revelation. And then after that, I will give you power When you speak the word, as Peter did, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That power, you have the power that will not only be loosed in heaven and be loosed on earth, and I want you to understand the things that are coming against you will be bound on earth as it is bound in heaven. 
And we have to get to the place of understanding what the simple, simple, the simplicity of what was being said in this conversation to Peter, and that everybody in the Bible, the famous Hebrews 11, the heroes of faith, all these people went through both categories that in this house and you watching, all of us have faced both categories. But in the midst of both, you understand the gates of hell will not overcome you and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, again, a lot happens after these two things are said from Matthew 16 through Acts 12. In between, <laughs> okay, get yourself into that, the in-between, in between your highs and your lows, and your lows and your highs, things happen. As I would say, stuff happens. In between, we find Jesus pulling the disciples together and saying, guys, I will be crucified, but in three days I will raise from the dead, but you will abandon me in these days. Peter pulls Jesus aside. He says, Jesus, remember, I'm like a rock. You would think me abandon you? I'm not going to abandon you like these knuckleheads. All right? Jesus then says, on this night, you will deny me three times. Basically, you know what he said? And we read it. In Scripture, you will lie, you will cuss, and you'll yell with anger. Peter responds, Jesus, no, you're wrong. I will never deny you. The time comes and Peter, the bad boy, cuts off a servant's ear. Jesus heals the ear. See, you know what? I've watched Jesus clean up some of my messes. Because I've stayed focused on those two things. Even though I messed up, I stay focused on this revelation. When Jesus is brought to trial, they accuse Peter, and Peter begins to back away. He begins to separate himself from Jesus three times, and then the rooster crows. Peter was on the mountaintop, and then denying Christ. That's a familiar story, and it sounds like a lot of believers' story too. On the mountaintop and down below. After Jesus comes out of the grave, Jesus tracks down Peter. <laughs> Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you. Jesus, look at me, man. I'm here. I've loved you all these years. Then he asked him a second time, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, I do love you. And he says, feed my sheep. Third time, Peter, do you really love me? Revelation gets back to the reality of what was happening, and it sinks in. So you know what Peter does after that? He goes back fishing. He's goes, he goes back to what he's comfortable with. Here's a, here's a 
great man of God, you know, upon that rock, I will build my church. Hmm. Jesus stands outside the gates of Jerusalem and tells them to gather in the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Because when he, he does come, you will be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and the, to the end of the earth. So they did exactly what Jesus told them to do, and suddenly the Holy Spirit arrives and anoints them, and they begin to speak with tongues. The crowd outside, watch this, begins to hear the gospel in their own language. So in tongues is tongues of angels of heaven or tongues of men. Guess who was picked to step out and preach the first sermon in the first church? Peter was. Thousands of people get saved. I'm up here. Peter becomes a leader. Later, Peter and John walk by a man who's crippled. Peter says, silver and gold have I none. But he grabs his hand, pulls him up, and says, just start walking. And the guy does. The whole city is buzzing about Jesus and buzzing about Peter. Acts chapter 12, everything goes horribly wrong. James, the brother of John, has been killed by the evil Herod, and he's a brutal dictator. Herod sees some of the crowd is really excited that James was murdered. And so he says, well, who else can I kill? Let's get Peter. So Peter, top leader of the church, is arrested, and they're going to wait till after the Passover to kill him. See, the Roman rule, you could be taken to prison without trial. You can be uh, executed at any time if you call it an insurrection. James is already dead. The primary leader, Peter, is sentenced to die. Peter, sitting in prison, could be thinking, probably had these thoughts in his head, chased him out, though. Man, what about that statement, upon this rock I will build my church? I'm in prison. I'm supposed to die tomorrow. He could be thinking that. Okay? He says, I thought the gates of hell would not prevail against me. Hmm. Somehow, some way, Peter settled in his soul in the midst of all this. It's going to be all right. It's going to be good. Let me just say this to you. It didn't settle in his soul. It may have, but it's because in his spirit was a revelation by the power of the Holy Spirit of who Christ is and what Christ said he would accomplish in his life. And if you and I get to the place during this Christmas season with all the chaos of our world, politically, you name it, all the junk, all the sin that's in this world, and if we'll get it in our, our understanding and revelation in our spirit who Christ is and who we are, then no matter what 
category we're in today, we can walk through it. We can handle it. Acts 12.5 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church birthed by the Holy Spirit. Notice that, birthed by the Holy Spirit. Wasn't birthed by the rock, Peter. Birthed by the Holy Spirit was earnestly praying to God for him. There is a difference, and listen to this, there is a difference of a church that prays than a praying church. All churches pray, but we need to be labeled a praying church. And next year I'll be doing a series on prayer. It's powerful being a praying church because if you're a praying church, you're praying the Word. If you're a praying church, you're praying the revelation of the Holy Spirit. If you're praying, see, if you just pray, you're praying regarding problems, sickness, disease, whatever. But if you're a praying church, you're praying the Word of God over every situation because it's a revelation in your heart that you know what Christ said to Peter is the same thing for the church. Hello, church. Upon you, that confession, that revelation of who Christ is and the revelation of who you are in Christ, he builds a church on that. He doesn't build a church on emotional struggle and all kinds. He builds a church on that rock, the Word of God. So when we learn to pray and become a praying people, we will pray the word in spite of what category we're in. Are you following this? Okay. So I, I'm, not, I'm not standing up here and saying, if you will pray, everything will change perfectly. If you, if you pray and if you, if you say this 10 times a day, then you will, you know. Now, let me tell you, God may ask you to say something 10 times a day. God may ask you to quote a scripture for 365 days before you see the answer. God may do that, but I, I, I'm just telling you, we are a praying church. And next year, in January, when we begin the praying, the anointing of oil again, you know, getting back to before COVID days, we're going to see the power of God move because we just don't have an action of anointing making someone's forehead oily. But there's a prayer that proclaims Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and what he's done on this cross that our salvation, Holy Spirit baptism, emotional healing, healing, deliverance is available to me and you 24-7. No matter what category you're in. If you're in the lowest of low today, if you're watching me on screen, just look at my eyes and let me just tell you, God's got an answer for you. Dive into this revelation. Walk in this. God's going to see you through. There's nothing that will destroy God's plan for you when you believe.
Acts 12, 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. <laughs> now, <clears throat> how many of you, if you knew they were going to chop your head off the next day, would be sleeping? That night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. You know, I I bet you, because the revelation that Peter had in the midst of the chaos and the the low of being in prison, I bet you he was sleeping so much there was drool going down his cheek. (laughs) Verse 7, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Okay, I want to tell you, if a big light shone in my room while I was sleeping, I'd wake up. Probably my first thought was, look at the 9 millimeter that, no, I won't say that. <laughs> Who's that? Peter was asleep. The peace of God rules his life now. Here's the scripture. Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Whatever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Verse 8. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know what, that what was done by the angel was real but thought he was seeing a vision. He went through gates and locks, and he thought it was a vision. Verse 10, when they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Notice the gate of the city. Um, If I was escaping from prison, I would be going the other way, right? The angel sent by God leads him to the city. See, let me say it this way, and I'm just going to play on words. Some of us have been running outside the city gates, not recognizing your destiny is on the other side. When we face the difficulties and we're not walking in the revelation that, that Peter got, there's a tendency for us to run from the reality of God wants you to stay there. People quit jobs, they quit relationships, they quit all kinds of things because there's struggle. And they're on the other side and they're wondering why God's not answering their prayer when God was going to answer their prayer in the midst of the city, in the midst of the situation. And I have found years ago in this revelation. And I want you to really hear this. And I, you know, it's, I'll go on. Is we are taught, even in church, to run from the dark side of our life. Try to find the hope somewhere else. New spouse, new church, new job, uh, new car, you know, 
new bank because the other bank didn't give you more money than you made in your life. You know, you were, we're, we're trying to figure out this and we're running and running and running and we're not in the place God wants us to be. Even though some of the places is where Peter was, he was in prison in chains. And we run and we run and we run from these things. And God is saying, you know, I want you to stay where you're at. I've taken you in some places, but the reason why you're in gloom and doom is because you forgot the revelation that I gave you. You forgot the revelation that the Christ is the Son of the living God. And he's given you power and authority to handle anything you're facing. The jail cell the enemy wants to bind you in is a fear of your destiny and or your call. That's the greatest fear of mankind. It's not death. It's not, not, you know, not having enough money. The greatest fear that you will ever have in your life is not being able to complete the destiny of your life. And whatever happens in life, it always comes back at you. Because of this, I couldn't do this. And Jesus said to Peter, some pastor, some book, nothing else gave you this revelation but God himself. This is the God revelation that you must carry in your life. Peter went back into the city because that was his destiny and call. He was actually preaching the next day. God has a beautiful and dangerous call on every one of you. Did you hear that? God has a beautiful, wonderful, top-of-the-mountain call and a dangerous one, too, for you that you will walk in, that I will walk in. Jesus was proving, Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The gates are large iron gates. In Acts 12, 10, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. You see, I know what it feels like, darkness surrounding me. Thinking I will never get out of here. Thinking the pain that I have, it will carry with me the rest of my life. I had a person in my church in North Carolina that murdered his wife devastated me. The news, everything, uh, people were given opinions, writing in the paper. Well, that pastor should have known and should have intervened in something there where would have saved that woman from dying. I had the pain, my wife and I, of having the three children live with us for a month after the murder. 
to minister to them, knowing what took place. Having to face reporters coming to my office. And bottom line, Holy Spirit just said, just tell them this, there will be no interview until after the trial. And that was it. In the midst of darkness is not the time to find the answers, but the time to stand on and declare the revelation that Peter had. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And no matter what people do around you, no matter what situations arise that you have to handle in your life, no matter what decisions you have to make in this life, when you will do it with the understanding, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And nothing will defeat me. The gates of hell will not prevail against me. Peter said, when things are good, this is a time where I figure out what I believe. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. See, that's what you do. When things are good, it's not that you kick back and relax. It's that's when you begin to dive into that relationship you have with the Christ. Intimacy with God. Peter fell asleep because he wasn't wrestling with what he believed. In that season, I was not wrestling with what I believed. I knew, even though I laid awake at night, fall asleep at 4 or 5 o'clock, playing worship music to still my soul because of the pain that I knew just around the corner were children sleeping in my bedrooms who not only lost their mom, but was going to lose their dad in prison for the rest of his life. Peter knew that if they took my life, I'll spend eternity with my Savior. If they don't take my life, I will follow my call. I will preach the gospel, and I will continue in the destiny that God had called me to. See, the situation doesn't change. You might feel in darkness. You might feel in this great light. But the reality of the situation doesn't change because your belief, you live your life by faith that Jesus is the Christ, and he will deliver you from these things. That's where you're at. I was wrecked emotionally. I needed emotional healing. I was wrecked. I was about to do the funeral of a beautiful lady, a mother of three children. Then after that, I was going to be in court sitting in the back praying for the one who did it. I wasn't praying, deliver him. He doesn't go to prison. He didn't mean what he did. No, he did what he did. And he deserved what he got. Amen. I didn't hate him. I loved him. I sat there wondering if he was going to drag his children into this, this trial. But he didn't. He confessed to it, and they gave him life without parole. 
I stood in front of the two packed services telling the congregation, the only answer I have is Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And whatever happens around us, whatever pain we face as a church, the gates of hell will not prevail. And out of this, God will turn it around. Right now, some of you are, have suffered loss. Some of you have suffered pain in business, financially, all the different things. And you might be in the lowest or low. I'm just saying to you, rise up. Bring your chin up. Because Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I'm, I'm telling you, in a greater way, in a greater way, and if you are on top of the mountain, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I want you to understand, at this time, this moment, in your time, you draw closer to the Lord greater than you've ever had drawn closer to the Lord. Because that revelation will carry you through to the time that God calls you home. So you must answer your questions before the storm comes. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. My life is based upon Christ. When you are attacked going through dark times, rise up in a holy defiance. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You know what that is? Our belief system. What is your belief system? Well, I believe because, you know, I go to Valley Community or I go to a Baptist church. This is what I know. That's not your belief system. Your belief system is what the Holy Spirit revealed to you who Christ is. The church is whole in North Carolina. This church went through hell on earth 15 to 18 to 20 years ago. And this church is whole. And the finality of that happened last Sunday. You say, how, do you, how can you say that? Because the church isn't perfect. Yeah. Let me tell you why the church isn't perfect. I'm here. And all you proud people, you're here too. Amen. We make mistakes. But you know what? What I've seen Valley Community, this is a powerful praying church that is doing powerful things for the kingdom of God. There are thousands of people that are being ministered the word of God to right at this time that began the mentoring here in this church. Thousands around the world. That's who we are, church. All right? So let me close with a few more statements. Today at Valley Community Church, we overcome. Our thanksgiving is not based upon because we're not in jail. It's because we overcome through Christ. If you made up in your mind today that Jesus is the Christ, 
I have really good news for you. Next week, we're going to pray in deliverance. And we'll explain that next week. The good news is the gates of hell will not prevail against you, your home. Even though it looks like your home has fallen apart, it will not prevail. You stand with the revelation that Peter had. And on that, God, Christ, will build his church. And your home will be transformed. Your home will be changed. Pastor Dan Dan said it perfectly. When you're in the presence of the Lord, there's nothing but change going to happen. Because greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. Amen. Can we stand, please? So it will happen in your home, your marriage, your family, your business. It will happen because you believe that he is the Christ. We have overcome. We have. But pastor, I'm in the lowest of low. You've overcome. Not because you feel it, but because you believe in the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when you believe that, your conversation will change. Instead of always talking about the problem, which how many of all of us have some problems we're facing, we're not just discussing the problem, but we're prophetically speaking God's promise in our life that we will overcome. See, the overcoming is not you're better than someone else. That you've waited longer and more faithful than someone else. It has nothing to do with your power. It has everything to do with the belief system that Jesus is a Christ. And by his power, by his might, you will overcome. <clears throat> Last week was the day and there was emotional healing that just absolutely just exploded in this place. I got phone calls, I got text messages, I got emails, I got people at the club that watched us. I got, if you're watching the electric company, Edison, God bless you guys. Be safe as you're on those poles. Don't watch me while you're on the pole, but anyway. The, the reality is this. God absolutely loves you. He does. That stuff is not God's plan unless that stuff helps you to see who he really is. He didn't bring evil on us. He just wants for you to love him back. Just like Jesus says, who do you think I am? Because all these people don't care. They just want the stuff from me. And the Holy Spirit revealed to Peter, 
that revelation, even though he made mistakes, even though you're going to still make mistakes, carried him through. He's one of the greatest leaders in the church that ever lived. Not because he's better than anybody else, but because he had the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave him. In Jesus' name, I proclaim not only emotional healing, but I proclaim an anointing of the Holy Spirit and a revelation of who the Holy Spirit is over every one of you. So that in there you will pause and receive revelation from Him. Let Him speak to you in the darkest corners of your life because He's got an answer for you. And then what we will find we will find deliverance. Next week, I'll conclude this series, and then we're going to dive into Christmas teaching. But next week, we're going to talk about deliverance. That not one demon in hell has any influence on you or anything about your life. Let me show you a little bit of next week. Because God's got it all planned. And it's wonderful. He's got it all planned. Let me do it again, right? Okay? Like this, I want to point. Okay? He's got it all planned. How you get through that plan is all the stuff doesn't sway you from believing in the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you have salvation in all things. In Jesus' name, I proclaim a blessing over you and your homes that this afternoon and evening, the Holy Spirit will just explode in your spirit. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday morning at 10.